Happy birthday, Nosby! Uh, today is the 1st of February 2019 and Nosby celebrates 12th birthday. And because of that, I wanted to be a little bit vulnerable uh, and show, uh, like, and talk about things that happened, the uh, feelings I felt over the last 12 years here on the podcast. Wow, happy birthday, Nosby. Uh, it's almost a teenager now. Happy birthday to us, you know, because um, as far as I know, you've been in Nosby also quite a while, right? Mm, yeah, let's do the math. Uh, it's been mid-2012, so that's six and a half years. A, yeah, almost seven. Yeah. Yeah. So you've been more than a half of Nosby's life already in uh, our um, in our company because we hired you when you were when you were an, when you were an infant. So that's basically what yeah, happened. That's, that's basically it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um. <laughs> so today I wanted to talk about you know like things that happened that m people might not know about and um, um. So I want to start with the very beginning, uh, very very beginning. Uh, because the whole thing about Nosby code, we will start with Nosby code and we will finish with Nosby code, uh, mm -hmm. basically this uh, this episode. But the funny thing was that the first version of Nosby I wrote over a weekend in PHP and My MySQL, uh, just as a project, as a side project for me to get organized. But then I rewrote the whole thing twice <laughs> until I shipped. Um, you know, uh, rewriting a thing is is a thing of of, of IT guys. Like we like to. You know, yeah. write it again with a different technique, right? Mm -hmm. We do. Wait, so um, February 1st, 2007 was the official launch date, right? Yes. But if I remember correctly, the first kind of internal prototype, just a quick tool for yourself, was in 2005, wasn't it? Yes, 2005. I wrote it uh, in 2005 when I was still a freelance uh, uh, internet marketer for other companies. And, um, and uh, I wrote the first thing uh, in 2005. And then I rewrote it, I think, like um, half a year later uh, because I really liked the tool. And then I started getting to know these, you know, Ajax Web 2.0 thingies, you know, <laughs> JavaScript. Uh, and, and, and I wanted to play with it. I wanted to learn. I think it's a good piece of advice, actually, that if you want to learn new technology, you have a project, like something that you want to build. So this was, like, I wanted to learn the new JavaScript, like all these new techniques. And, and, and I thought, you know, I like this tool. Let's try to rewrite it with these new things. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was that. And then I think after a year, I decided, yeah, I can do better than that. And then I rewrote it again, uh, but already, <laughs> but already thinking about launching it. So the first, like this, the first and second version was just for myself for internal use. And then the the the, the third one was the one I was thinking, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna ship it. I'm gonna show it to the world. Maybe somebody will like it. And yeah. and it took me like like I don't know, nine months actually to write it on the side and and ship it uh, in the first uh, beta version. It's funny how times change. I mean, 2005 was when people only started to realize that JavaScript is a thing, that it has been a thing for a while yeah. in theory. But it's funny that I remember around that time, um, I, I, I started playing with programming in 2006. Um, so, so just before Nosby was originally uh, shipped. And at the time... People didn't really talk about JavaScript. Uh, we used to call it DHTML, and we used to, used to talk about AJAX. Right. No one says those two things anymore. It's just no. JavaScript, and JavaScript is everywhere now. But then it was kind of a fancy, dynamic HTML technique, and the idea that on the website without whole reloading, you'd fetch some internet, like that was AJAX. That wasn't just a normal thing. Like It had its name that that people would use it it just seems so funny now yeah but but it was but but when you think about it it was a big deal i, I yeah. because i remember like, like the first version of nosby the one i built over the weekend i had like i had to mark a task as done and then save it and then the page would reload like <laughs> it was it was that simple because yeah. then as you said the the the, the mind uh, the mind was like the people were thinking you know the page has to has to reload i mean there is no way you can just reload a part of the website you know now it's normal now it's 
common sense. But then it was it was mind blowing for me. I remember when I started to learn this, I was like, "Whoa! You can just reload this kind of tiny thing, and wow!" Right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, so that was the the thing. Um, then like fast forward a little bit later. Um, uh, oh yeah, of course. Coincidentally, 2007 is also the moment when another fairly known uh, thingy launched uh, the iPhone. <laughs> right. <laughs> Almost as famous as Nosby, right? Uh, so, <laughs> um, so um, I remember um, building the iNosby, so the web app of the of the um, uh, for the iPhone. And this was funny because think about it. I had a Windows laptop, so I didn't even have a Mac. So, but then uh, you could get Safari for Windows, which was like a, like a temporarily new thing. So I had a Safari for Windows, and I could try to build, like, shrink Safari window and see how it works, you know, and see how it would would would, would feel like on the iPhone. And um, and then I launched it, and uh, I think it took me like a week to prepare the, the iNosby version, so not that much time. Uh, and uh, my first customers were already using it, and they were telling me, they were giving me feedback. So it was like, I never saw an iPhone. I just saw it, you know, <laughs> as Steve Jobs announced it. Uh, and I didn't even have a Mac. I was using it on a Safari in, you know, in Windows. Uh, so that was crazy. Yeah, I, I just checked uh, Wikipedia and... The iPhone was unveiled on January 9th, 2007. So just a couple of weeks before you shipped the original version of Nosby. Uh, but it, it went on sale on June 29th. Exactly. It was sale in June, only in the States. So right. I couldn't get it in Poland. So uh, the thing was that, you know, the first customers got it. And then, of course, they were like, if there is an iPhone version or iPhone, you know, thing. So I hacked the version. Yeah, and it was just it was just so cool that only only after three weeks, uh, sorry, three months later, when I got the iPhone because I went to the states, um, I could see how it works on the iPhone. So, so it's uh, crazy stuff. Right. It's it's funny because uh, at the beginning of of the iPhone, there were no apps. There were no third party apps. There was no app store. Uh, like we we forget that now, but. App Store was only launched in 2008. There yes. was no na native SDK for developers. You couldn't build a na native app. What they launched with, it was a simple web-based toolkit. Like you would make a web page that you'd launch in Safari and it would kind of imitate the look of things in, um, uh, in iOS, which was called iPhone OS, by the way, at that time. Yes. Uh, except it, it, didn't, it didn't work that great since you know web technologies are and especially then were far uh, slower and clunkier and that original iphone was a really really slow computer yeah it, it was and and the, the funny thing again the power of open source uh, somebody created this navigation scheme you know we move forward and backwards in javascript and just published it. And uh, companies like Dig, uh, and like my my Nosby, I we just used it as 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 a, as a framework to just you know to show the the next screens and everything. So it's not like I could hack it in a week because I had also these guys, these other guys, you know, hacking these um, uh, frameworks. Um, so again, it's a cool takeaway that you know, especially now uh, after so many years, uh, there are so many frameworks for for so many things that you can really quickly create a prototype of anything very quickly. Like as a programmer, you don't have to really reinvent the wheel. You can just, you know, glue several things together. And I already was doing then, and we had just, and there was no GitHub or the GitHub was at infancy, I don't remember. Yeah, so, uh, still, I, I, just, I just checked that, I was curious about the same thing. GitHub actually launched on February 8th, 2008. And it took many years so, before it became the thing that started to resemble what it is now. Like it, it, it took a lot. Like at the time, uh, open source community was pretty spread out. There used to be this thing called SourceForge, uh, yeah, I yeah. mm -hmm. which wasn't, which was pretty awful. And I think that yes. was the best thing there was for like open source software hosting. But something like GitHub, where everything is in one place, easily searchable, easy to make a community, easy to to post um, patches. Uh, of of code like that didn't exist exactly so remember so remember I, I I 
got this open source thingy from somewhere else. I don't remember from where, but I remember that somebody just published it and I just took it and um, and I used it. Uh, and and let's just continue with the whole iPhone thing because um, uh, next year, as, we, as you mentioned, was the App Store. So I had this brilliant idea that I'm going to learn Object, Objective-C. You know, I'm going <laughs> to be the app developer. That's what I thought, you know, because then they announced the uh, iPhone, uh, the, the App Store SDK on, on, uh, uh, on WWDC in 2008. Mm-hmm. And I decided over the, uh, over the summer, I'm going to become an, you know, an iOS developer. I'm going to learn this. So I didn't. I, I, I made a very simple prototype. Uh, I think I'll see if I can find the, 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 the screenshot of it. So it's, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll link to it if, if I find it. Um, but anyway, um, it was rubbish. So uh, the App Store launched and I, f- I missed it. So basically, there was no Nosby on the App Store um, launch day because this was my idea. You know, I'm going to just port Nosby to iOS with my brilliant new, newly um, learned, uh, you know, Objective C um, uh, abilities. But not now. It didn't happen. So then I did the second stupidest thing ever. I decided to hire some developers from Vietnam to uh, to to do the the um, uh, the iOS. I mean the iPhone. Um, yeah. Uh, Nosby. So I did that uh, actually. I uh, well I put just put the 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 the, the job uh, idea description on uh, uh, on I don't remember how was was the website, but anyway I just put it there. <laughs> People were bidding for it. These guys from Vietnam won the thing. They uh, and they were building it. It was uh, very hard because the sync was really not syncing very well. So right. I had to create some API so that they could, you know, sync the thing. You know, they could use it. the The iPhone app launched. It was rubbish. It was uh, there were so many errors, so many problems, and of course they they made the made the bare minimum because they also their bid was pretty low so they just made the bare minimum and it was actually shameful like the, the app was really bad and um and uh, and i remember that it was a rough experience because i thought you know we'll just put the app on the app store and just it's gonna be great and also i want to tell you that still then of course my mindset was like this nosby is this web app that's all it is is the web app so, um, so this iPhone thingy is just additional thingy. You know, it's it's not um, a, a full fledged Nosby client. It's just a thing that people will use. Um, so, so that's why I I think I didn't prioritize it that much. Right. Well, it it makes sense. I mean, um, it it kind of seems obvious in retrospect that you need an app, but it was just two thousand and eight. Like there were barely any iPhone users. Like it was just yes. a like an expensive toy for a small niche of 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 geeks. Now it's an expensive toy for everybody. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but but yeah, I I I think I found the screenshots for it. I'll send you a message. Like, tell me if if this is the thing or if it was something else. Yes, that yeah. screenshot. That was that was my doing. I did that. I did that. Uh, that was ah. th- this was my prototype. So it wasn't the the actual app that shipped later. This was my prototype. We will we will send the screenshots of the actual app later. Um, but then and then, and then I did as, as something different. Uh, I was approached by a team of developers who just formed in Warsaw, and they were doing an, a Mac development and an iOS development. They wanted to be be like these these guys, and they needed a project that as a show of project. And um, right. I talked to them, and I did, which. Something which objectively, if you look at it, is a stupid business deal, which worked in my case. So right. the business deal was like this. Guys, you will do the iPhone app. I will not pay you a cent for this. You will build it for me. I don't, I, I, you, will, you will build it for me with me. And this will be a paid upfront app, although there will be subscription following. And you will get none of the subscription. So you will get no money from my subscriptions, but you will get the paid upfront fee and you get all of it. So if the, the I think the app was ten dollars. So every app that would sell, they, they, you know, the, the ten dollars they would get it. You know, I wouldn't get a, a cent from that. But then they wouldn't get any cents from my subscriptions. Right. And uh, when you think about about it now, like this is stupid. Like why would somebody pay for an app and then later pay for a subscription, right? <laughs> But again, as you said, at this moment, it was all new. It was all, uh, you know, nobody, right. like, 
knew about these business models, like how it's going to work. I was still not sure if we really need that app and if it will make any sense for us, you know? So I wasn't prepared to, I don't know. And I was a small company. I was, there were three of us, literally three, like Tomasz, Delphine, and me. So uh, at this moment, we were three. So I remember that it was, I love that deal, but many people told me like, you know, this is crazy. But it proved to be great because mm. they really needed to showcase their skills. So they built... Um, they, they took the code from the Vietnamese guys. They, you know, completely rewrote it. And then this, the, the cool thing happened because it was 2010. And in 2010, the iPad happened. So they first launched the iPhone app. And just a few months later, when just the iPad app barely, uh, uh, where the iPad launched, right. they uh, barely launched, they already shipped the iPad version of Nosby. So suddenly, Nosby had the app for both the iPhone and the iPad. Uh, and even though it was paid up front, nobody cared. Like they were, everybody was so happy that there is this app that has both of this, when, when usually the web apps had none of them, right? No, I mean, I think it's, it's the same uh, kind of thing. It seems stupid in retrospect, but at the time it made sense, both because uh, like the deal was aligned. Like I imagine you didn't have that much money to spend on on such a project because like it's nope. not a, an easy or cheap project. They needed a, a project to uh, to make. And as you say, like when a a thing like that is is like like the iPad or the iPhone are are new. Like only people who are really into it who are willing to pay ten dollars for an app that they'll also keep paying for as a subscription. Like, uh, that makes sense. And I don't think I've ever once used that, that app from, uh, from Macroscope, but I, I saw the screenshots and, and for the time, at least from the screenshots, it, it looked really good. Like it was, it was really like, uh, for the time it was, it was pretty cutting edge. Exactly. And, and so it was like, really, they wanted to show, have a great showcase and they were, they, they also needed funding. So it's like with the, with the payments from, from Apple, they were, they had, I mean, they were getting this money, this money because I already had a subscription base of, of, you know, thousands of people using Nosby. So, right. so it was really a win-win deal, you know, in that moment. And only later, I think like two years in uh, this, I realized that and I think the world realized that uh, having a mobile app and an iPad app, like all this stuff, is no longer like an additional things that thing that you do. It is it is like sometimes the main interface to your app. Right. So then we made the whole shift uh, to just you know uh, stop the deal with them and and build it in house. And this is where also you came in. I think they still sell it, I think. Or, or they, they still have it on, on App Store. At, at least like two years ago, it was still the case. Like they barely updated it, but it was kind of just there. No, they removed it. They, I think they removed it quite a while ago. Like, yeah, yeah okay. they, they, had, they kept it for, for a while. Uh, uh, the deal was like this, that they shouldn't use the Nosby name, official Nosby name, just a task list for Nosby. Mm -hmm. um, and they would still sell it. But then later they, they made it free and then they just completely uh, dropped it. Right. That, that makes sense. So about the apps, um, I'm going to talk about uh, a bit about competitors. So not competitors as such. I, I always say that you shouldn't look at competitors. You shouldn't, you know, uh, you know, try to copy from competitors. You are your own competitor. And this is true. But of course, I, I see competitors, you know, po popping up. And of course, a to-do app there, there has many. Yeah, and I, I think that's especially uh, true uh, for us in, in our field where there is a lot of people who try to solve a similar problem, but we don't make a commodity product. And also most people don't use such a product. So even though we have competitors, um, they're not kind of you know mortal enemies. Like we don't care since most people don't use a, an app like that at all. So we're mostly all competing against non-competition. We're mostly competing by growing the pie and not taking it from each other. Exactly. And there was one competitor in particular, which first changed my mindset about this to have like the whole suite of apps, uh, not suite of apps, but the whole, you know, apps for all the platforms. Uh, and this competitor, I remember they, they appeared out of nowhere uh, uh, and, and they just appeared with all the apps ready. 
and 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 it right. was a simpler thing, but it was amazing. So it's the competitor's name is Wunderlist, mm-hmm. um, and it, it, it was at the time that there was this thing, this technology called Accelerator, and they at that time it was really easy using that Accelerator thing to build several apps at once, like like write once almost and and just ship them on all the devices. And I remember they they showed up so quickly with all these apps. I was like, I was fascinated, you know, it wasn't like, it's not like I was so scared or whatever. I was fascinated. I was like, and I was, I felt kind of stupid because I was like, come on, like, I know this market. I know this industry. Like I should have seen that coming and I haven't. And they would just show up and have all these, you know, plat- uh, platforms on day one. Um, and then I realized, I mean, they just made me, you know, see this, like, this is what I need. I need all these platforms. Otherwise, Nosby doesn't make any sense anymore. Like this, this is this is great. I mean, they even had a, had a Mac app. Um, oh, so, yeah. and 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 it was like for me, it was like I was I think one year in having a Mac or something like that. So, and then uh, we decided, you know, we have to follow these guys. Like this is this is great. Like what they did, like was right. Like we have to go like this. This is the way to go. And this is where we started working on our apps, and we started working on a Mac app. And this is when you showed up. Right. Um, so, uh, just for context, um, what we're referring to is Absolutely Titanium, which is the thing where you um, build apps using JavaScript, like essentially a web app. But they would like using this tool, you'd uh, you'd have like different components ready, and you'd be able to package it up, uh, you know, for iOS, for Android, and for um, you know desktop. Yes, and uh, and at that moment it worked. But later they they, they they were using lots of private private APIs. So later, like for example, it was a problem to ship this to to IO, to app stores and everything. But but at that moment, like they, they you know they had this perfect moment in time. They just perfectly aligned that there was the moment to to ship it. They did, and I was just I was fascinated. I was like, wow, these guys are nailing it. Like this is exactly what I want, you know. So um so it was a, a cool thing, and this is where when we were like as I, as I said building the Mac app. Uh, and then Windows app, and then with the Mac app, we needed a help with database, and um, and this is when you sent me an email, uh, yeah, to to you know to help you promote the the Pomodoro app, the Tadam, and uh, and I was like, yeah, this guy writes something in, in on for the Mac, like we have to ask him about this, and we asked you, uh, and you helped, and this is how it all started, right? Uh, so at the time, you were developing. Uh, like something similar w- w- without any or almost without any uh, kind of ready-made tools but again a, a suite of uh, of apps uh, there were like two distinct um, code bases there was a version for desktop and there was a version for mobile yes and they were all essentially web apps but uh, they would be packaged up for for iOS the web app and for Mac and there were some weird problems since um, no one at Nosby at the time knew any iOS or Mac native development. And I just kind of popped up out of nowhere, uh, trying to kind of get you to promote my app and, and get some uh, apps or bugs. And uh, yeah, like you're like, okay, so we need help with this. We'll pay you. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I fixed the problem. And that's how it started. <laughs> So again, a takeaway for, from this is if you have somebody to look up to or, or like you, you want to like talk to them, like send, send them an email. They might not respond. Oh yeah, definitely. But they might. And then, you know, your whole life changed because <laughs> seven years later, you're still working with us. And um, so it was worth to send the email. Yeah, I, I remember it was, it was kind of crazy because uh, for me at the time, like you were this this kind of Polish internet celebrity and this kind of productivity internet celebrity doing stuff. And I sent an email kind of not explain, uh, expecting anything and you didn't reply for a month. So I like pretty much forgot about it. And then you did reply and you were like, hey, so uh, can we set up a Skype meet like tomorrow? Uh, <laughs> and that was really weird because one moment I was like not getting a reply for a month from a a uh, an internet celebra- celebrity and the next morning uh before school because I was in high school at the time 
um, we were, um, you know, chatting on the Skype. And that was a weird experience for me then. <laughs> Yeah, and and and, uh, and and also I remember when we started working together, uh, we actually drove to your city to to meet you in person. Yeah, that was in April two thousand and thirteen. You wanted to meet with uh, Tomek, uh, our CTO, and um, you two were driving from opposite directions, and it's kind of in the middle um, was my city, so we just met up for exactly, you know. Yeah, pancakes. We ate pancakes that day. True. Yes. Yes. We ate pancakes. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so yeah. So uh, this is how stuff happens, you know, on the internet. And um, um, for me, for me, like similar situation was um, still back in two thousand seven uh, when I just started Nosby, and it was still my side project. So for the first two thousand seven, for the whole year, it was my side project. I was still having, you know, I was with the freelance guy. I would work until four p.m. For the for other customers, and then later I would have a badge, like put it put a badge on, you know, CEO Nosby, and I would work at Nosby <laughs> until my wife came from work because you know she was a, she 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 is a lawyer and she was working lots of hours, so I had lots of time to to code. When I was getting starting Nosby, this thing with iPhone happened and all this stuff, and also there was this new conference, Office 2.0 conference in San Francisco, <laughs> and I I remember this conference launched. And I was like, I have to be a speaker at this conference. But just think about it. You know, I'm this guy living in Poland. Like, nobody knows me. Like, a few people know me who use Nosby, but they're not that many people anyway. Uh, but I'm still a no one. And again, I did the same thing. I just wrote to the guy to, who's doing the conference. And I said, you know, you know, you have to get me as a speaker. I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm going to talk about getting things done. I have this app, Nosby. Like, you know, here are the links to some blogs that I that wrote, write, wrote about it. And he was, and I was like thinking, okay, this is not going to reply or whatever. Like, this is not going to happen. And he replied to me back. Yeah, Michael, perfect. Uh, you should, you should be, um, you should be a speaker. I have a, a, an idea here for a panel and you should be there on this panel. And I'm like, whoa, I'm going yeah. to San Francisco. But then I realized it's going to cost me lots of money because there is the flight to San Francisco. There is a hotel. Of course, I got one of the cheapest I could find. Uh, um, uh, um, but, and then I said to my wife, you know, uh, let's go together to San Francisco. And she, like, she's a lawyer, so she's smart. So what she did was she went to her law firm and she said, guys, uh, I'm going to San Francisco because Michael, uh, my husband, is going to be on a conference. And um, I can go to this conference as well. I, can, I have the free entry already because I'm Michael's wife and he's a speaker. Um, so um, uh, you will pay me uh, to go to San Francisco because I can be prospecting for customers. And they did. Nice. Then they, they did pay her like half of the fare and stuff. So, but anyway, it was already like for us, you know, more bearable to, to just, you know, pay for all this. So I found cheap tickets. I got the tickets. I got the hotel. And she even didn't have a visa yet. So then, uh, <laughs> and because Polish people, like we need I, visa to the United States. I know that experience. Exactly. So we bought everything before. And she was like, Michael, I don't have a visa yet. Don't worry, you're going to get the visa. So she got the visa and we went there. Um, so it, again, like this kind of example, you write to somebody, you're not expecting anything, but then, you know, this thing happens. And I was at the conference and I was there. It was, it was fun. Uh, you know, I met lots of cool people. Uh, um, so yeah, uh, you know, write to people. <laughs> yeah, d definitely. Uh Kind of a similar experience with with conferences. Um, like first time I was public speaking, like I just like got an email from a meetup I wanted to um, uh, or a hackathon I wanted to be at, and uh, and and they sent an email like looking for for speakers, and I was like, okay, let's try it. And they're like, cool, you're in, and <laughs> and then it just you know rolled from there, like either. I'd ask or I'd be offered. And it's kind of like on the internet, we're all close together. And uh, yeah. if, if you, like, you might feel like you're, you're nobody and like, why would someone pay attention to you? That seems like some sort of internet celebrity to you. Uh, or, you know, like, oh, like only like important people are here. And it's like, if you have anything to offer at all, just write and oftentimes they'll be like okay cool you're in 
Exactly. It, it's kind of amazing, like, at, at, like the first time this happens to you. But it's, yeah, it's that simple. Again, uh, after this conference, I, because I made some contacts on this conference, um, uh, later I heard that David Allen, you know, the, the David Allen, the getting things done, David Allen was uh, was coming to Poland for the first time ever, and right. to have uh, in Warsaw a workshop. So I signed up for the workshop. I paid the full price, but then I emailed somebody I knew who I knew that worked for David Allen, and uh, to tell him that I would like to meet him personally after the workshop, like if there is any chance or whatever. And then again, you know. A year after I launched Nosby, I was dining with David Allen and his wife, with my wife. So, like, you know, if you would tell me that one year prior, like, that, I, that in a year you will be dining with David Allen, like, whoa. Right. Like, so, yeah, these, thing, these things happen. Anyway, apart, apart from, uh, from what happened, you know, with the iOS and later my switch to the, to the whole um, uh, platform thing, to have uh, Nosby on many platforms... Uh, also, I think it happened, uh, which we also discussed, but I don't think in such depth, was the Japan. So wow. um, there is this song, Big in Japan. And suddenly I felt like Nosby was big in Japan because uh, a Japanese blogger uh, um, found out that Nosby has the, Nos the, the iPhone and iPad apps, like these ones that are written by these other guys. Um, and also he liked the app anyway, so he wrote about it and he wrote um, a whole book on creative thinking, but the first chapter was about Nosby, and he was giving her free, free, this, this first chapter for free as a PDF on his website. So I remember um, I was actually moving then uh, to a different place, and I was um, I was checking the uh, uh, like the signups and stuff, and I was checking Twitter, and suddenly there were so many mentions of Nosby in Japanese, and I was like, "What is happening? Like, are they like you know making fun of Nosby or whatever? Like, like, <laughs> like, like so many tweets." about not being Japanese. And there was this guy, this Zono-style guy who's like, really tweeting a lot about it. So um, I, I wrote to him. Um, uh, I found his blog. It was all in Japanese. So, and, but I found, you know, in contact form, it looks the same in all the languages anyway. So I just, you know, filled out a contact form and wrote to him. Hi, I'm Michael, and you're writing a lot about Nosby. Um, what's up? <laughs> and, you know, fast forward, uh, you know, um, half, a, half a year later, uh, there was a Nosby book in Japanese with my photo on the cover. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, no, blessed by the CEO, right? And and the book is so cool. Like it's you know with you know it's colorful with lots of screenshots of the then Nosby app. It was amazing. And the first Nosby book was published in Japan in Japanese. I haven't read it yet. <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah it was uh, it was amazing because I, I went there I had the first, first ever press conference in my life and it was organized I, I hired a PR firm I didn't know how to hire a PR firm but you know some, but here like this guy uh, Zono he referred me these guys so I hired them let's see what happens there was a press conference people were giving me business cards I was giving them business cards, and you know, in Japan you do it with two hands like this. Yes. So, uh, so yeah, it was uh, for me mind blowing the, the the whole the whole experience of of going like to such a country that I've never been to Japan before. So like you're going to a completely different country, and you're having so on top of that, I have so many different experiences like this, you know. And because it was a good PR firm, they would organize for me not only the press conference, but also some places to visit and stuff. So I remember they asked me to speak at an event um, for like a, some kind of business association, right? So I went there, you know, as this CEO of Nosby, you know, and then we had like, I don't know, five people on the team or seven people on the team at that, at that time, right? So... I did the speech on, on our history, like, like the, how, how productivity is our passion and how we're doing it. And then now, now in Japan, people are using it and we have this book and, and it's so cool. And, and they, they, you know, they clapped, they, they loved it. And then after the, this meeting, I, the, some of the people who would, 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 would come to me from, the, from this business association, it was a small event, like, like 30 people maybe. Mm -hmm. And they were giving me business cards. So I was like, uh, hi, yeah, hi, Michael. I'm the head of IT in Fujitsu. You know Fujitsu? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I know Fujitsu. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. Wow. So like these, it was. I learned then, you know, there was a business association of really high-profile IT guys from these big Japanese companies, and I was speaking to them. Wow. 
I never heard that. That's <laughs> yeah. amazing. Yeah, I was like, whoa! And they, they, they were, they wanted to listen to me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know Fujitsu. <laughs> yeah. Nice. yeah, everybody knows Fujitsu, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone knows Nosby, but everybody knows Fujitsu. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah, I heard about it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, it was, so awesome. it was really, it was, um, it was something. Um, and also, um, I mean, so like with Japan, there were so many things, but my first trip to Japan was when the um, whole PR thing was, uh, but then there was the earthquake. So the famous earthquake. In, in Japan, when the you know when it hit the also the nuclear uh, um, the Fukushima, so it, when it hit the fu Fukushima uh, nuclear power plants, so I was in a hotel room on the 18th floor. I woke up in the morning, still jet lagged because it was you know different time zone anyway. It was like my second day in Japan, so I was in this hotel. I I was only in my underpants and I was writing something. I was working on 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 my on my uh, MacBook and I was writing something and. I got so much into the work that, you know, quickly it was like 12. And I, I had my first meeting scheduled, like, I had no meeting for this day. I actually, I was, I was supposed to go, um, go by train later that day. So, so there was no meeting. So I decided, you know, I'm going to just work and catch up with work. And at 12, I remember I felt, I felt dizzy. And I was like, huh, maybe I should have eaten something. Because, you know, it's already noon and I haven't eaten anything. But then I look at the, you know, at the, at the blinds in the hotel room and they are moving. And I'm like, okay, so the whole hotel is a bit dizzy, I guess, right? <laughs> and then I realized the earthquake is happening right now. So I'm on the 18th floor in my underpants and I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? <laughs> I was so confused. So I quickly... Um, dressed up um but by the moment i left the hotel room the earthquake, earthquake was done i went down right mm -hmm. and we're from poland so we're not like trained from no. when you're a kid like what to do when you're in the middle of an earthquake like like i don't know <laughs> i don't know what i should do who knows not not at all i could you're just completely clueless and then the best part is like i was on the 18th floor like like there is no way to go <laughs> right so i went down to the reception and i asked about it and they were like what do you mean um earthquake I'm like earthquake ah yes earthquake yeah there was an earthquake it's normal <laughs> and i was like okay it's normal fine right so uh i went up um and then I found this website where you can see the earthquakes and the, the movement. And I saw that there was, there was an epicentrum like somewhere there uh, north of Tokyo, north uh, east of Tokyo. Uh, but no big deal, whatever. So anyway, I went on with my day. Um, I, actually, I actually slept in this hotel one more night. So at night, there was another sh earthquake. So by that time, I, like if they, the Japanese said it was normal, it's fine. I was actually pissed because it was like they, they, it woke me up. And I was like... Phew. You know, it wakes me up right now. So right. I was such a brave guy now. You know, I was such a brave person. Like, you know, earthquake, you know, wakes me up. Annoying. But on the next day, we went with a, with a Shinkansen, with a super bullet train to Osaka, so south of, of Tokyo. And there was an earthquake again. So, and, and in Japan, when there's an earthquake, all the bullet trains stop. They, they have this precaution and, and th stuff. So the bullet train stopped and they announced that there was an earthquake. So my Japanese friends said, uh, said to me, you know, Michael, um, it's a, uh, there was a big earthquake. I think you should write an email to your, you know, to your um, family. And I was like, come on, like, it's another earthquake. Like, you're Japanese. This is no big deal. And this was this big freaking earthquake. This was the big one. This is what right. the one that, that caused the tsunami and stuff. But anyway, I wrote the email to my wife saying, you know, I'm fine. There's an earthquake, whatever. Like, really, <laughs> a very short email. I went to Osaka. So the, the train like went went further. Uh, we, we came to Osaka and we had our Nosby event. Everything was fine. Ah, and on the Nosby event, my wife called me on the phone. And I was like, don't call me on the phone. Like, it's very expensive to, to pick up the phone in Japan. Like, I'm fine, whatever, what do you want? And she told me that she came to the work and she, in the, because it was 
evening in Japan and morning in, in Poland. And, uh, and she came to work and her friends knew that I was going to Japan. So they asked her, like, Michael, is Michael okay? Because there was a big earthquake in Japan. So she was really, like, she got the email, so she was okay, so he was fine. Then that's why she called me. And she was actually not happy with me just, you know, dismissing her completely. Uh, <laughs> and then I went after this Nosby event, which went very nice. We went to the hotel room with my Japanese friends. And then we just put on the, you know, television. And then we saw the tsunami and we're like, whoa. So that was actually a big deal. Right. Yeah. So, um, so these kind of things happen, you know, to you sometimes uh, when you run a company like this. <laughs> <laughs> so another, another story. Uh, so one last story about, you know, travel and stuff was when I um, got an acquisition offer, you know, mm. the aqua hire kind of thing, like as big Silicon Valley company wanted to buy Nosby. But the way that happened, like they, they would call me uh, and tell me, ah, Michael, like, they, oh, no, they wouldn't call me, of course. They would send me an email. Um, Michael, you're doing a cool thing, you know, maybe we should chat. And I was like, yeah, I mean, you're a big company. I like your company, actually. So, you know, I'll have a few minutes to talk to you, like, you know, whatever. So we just talked and I was like, like we were having a conversation and I didn't get, get what they were, I, I didn't know what they were getting at. So I was like, like, so uh, what do you mean? What do you, what, what, like, so what can I, how can I help you? And they were like, yeah, so uh, basically we thought about, you know, buying your company. And I was like, say what? <laughs> you know, I, 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 didn't, I didn't get it because I didn't expect it completely. So then they actually told me to come over to Silicon Valley to meet them. And they actually told to, that we could go together with my wife. So and then they would pay pay for the fare and and the hotel and whatever they actually told me which hotel I should to book and stuff. So we went there. My wife my wife was happy because she was studying for her bar exam. So she was actually going out from the hotel and studying on the Stanford like on the Stanford campus. So she felt so smart, you know, being on the Stanford campus. Um, and I was you know visiting Silicon Valley. I was visiting them. You know, we had chats. We talked about it, and um, I was very tempted to go with it because I like the company and I like the people in the company. Uh, and um, I think they didn't expect uh, Nosby to be so profitable. Right. That was a major problem because Nosby is, you know, as we always say, Nosby is a bootstrapped app. We, you know, our main investors are our customers. Like, so our customers pay for your salary, my salary, um, and pay for our stuff. Uh, and because of that, you know, I never, Nosby, I never th thought about just getting more users. I was thinking, thinking about getting more customers. So it's a different mindset. Right. I mean, uh, back then and still today, the, the mindset in Silicon Valley is you get an investor and you just like grow like crazy in terms of users, in terms of revenue even, though not necessarily, but definitely not in terms of uh, profit. Like you grow as fast as possible to become a big organization and either then you sell yourself to a bigger company and have your payday or you IPO and become a public company. Uh, but like there isn't an expectation necessarily in Silicon Valley that you're a, a tiny small company, a startup they call it, and that you're well, like, well profitable. Yeah, because when I, when we started our conversation, I told them how many users we have and all this stuff. They were like, "Oh, okay, okay." So they thought, you know, so many. Things. He's, you know, he's he's a like a small, you know, small fish. And so I was a small fish. But then I told them, "Yeah, but you know, so many people are paying actually, so we're getting this much a month." And they were like, "With how many people?" And we're like, oh, <laughs> three people, three people, and you're getting this." And they're like. And I saw that in their faces. They were like, okay, this is not going to be so as cheap as we thought. Because <laughs> they thought they, right. would go, they, would, they would just, you know, wave a few dollars in front of my face and I would just go for it because I would be half broke. And actually, I had a solid business model and they didn't expect that. <laughs> right. So essentially, you know, they, they offered you lots of money. Nice big round, round number, or I don't know what was the number exactly, but I, I, it, it, it was pretty big. No doubt. And yet you said no. Exactly. Like for a guy from Poland who like has this small company, uh, any big number is a big number. So, uh, so yeah, it was, it was very tempting to go. Uh, they also said that if I sell, I would have to move to Silicon Valley with my right. family. That was one of the deal breakers. And it proved to be also a deal breaker for us because we like 
Silicon Valley is cool. It's fantastic. I mean, you've been there. It's cool. But when you look at it through lenses of leave, of, of living there, then it's like, okay. Then it's not, you know, um, as, as, as um, like when you think, you know, the cost of living there, like all this other stuff. But also, uh, I talked to a few mentors. From, you know, I still have lots of mentors, like uh, quite a few people that I look up to and we, we have semi-regular conversations. People smarter than me, people, you know, older than me. Um, uh, who have more business uh, experience. And I talked to all of them, uh, telling them basically, you know, I have this offer here and I'm actually tempted to, to, to go with it. Uh, what do you think? And all of them told me, why would you do that? You have a thriving business. It makes sense. It gives you the freedom to do whatever you want. And you want to give it up and work for a bigger company? Like that's all you want? I didn't yeah. expect that. Actually, I expected more applause you know like yeah 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 go for it you know sell 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 right no they said you know go for freedom and then i realized they're right like yeah i prefer freedom you know calling my own shots because it's such a such a silicon valley thing like like the the mindset of the pop culture like hey like you're in the big leagues now right you made something that a big company wanted to you know buy from you and and pay you you know a a seven figure number for right like that's that's nice but but actually like why like if if you're if you're doing pretty well and you're profitable then sure you could have more money but so what it wouldn't make you happier it probably would make you miserable to move from what you had to working for a corporation exactly so in the end uh we talked a few a, a little bit more uh but then i decided you know not to sell and uh, they were not happy about it but i was relieved and now in hindsight after so many years because you never know i mean you never know it might have been you know a, a, a bad decision anyway or kind of bad decision in hindsight um not like, even if this company would continue as it was i think it was a good decision but this company is actually not that successful anymore so it's actually even better uh, decision than i than i thought so so yeah and and for me this whole thing of freedom of, of doing what i want and what i what i can do is 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 still you know the most attractive thing about working on nosby um and um and the second most attractive thing which we'll talk about now uh, is because uh, we promised to end with code again is that um, you know after a few years like 12 years now <laughs> um, uh, there is a time in a company's life that you have to kind of be reborn like for a re rebirth or something like this you know so um, we've been working and teasing here, and we just talked last in the last episode that we've been teasing this Project Purple, which is a big deal for us because it's like a completely new version of our app. It's a completely different thing that we built. Like it's not a very like it is all that we know from the twelve years of of, of working on Nosby, but. In a complete like with with this newest newer technologies, not with Ajax like twelve years ago, but new technologies right now, mobile technologies, uh, cloud technologies, like completely new stuff, and um, also with a little bit uh, a little bit different business model. So um, it's all new. So I kind of feel after twelve years, like we're starting from the beginning again, you know. And again, I get to do this because. It's my company and I can call the shots and I have smart people like you to help me decide on these things. But I can do this. I don't have to you know, talk to investors if it makes sense, talk to anyone if it makes sense. It's our decision. It's our team's decision. And uh, we're doing it and it's freaking exciting, isn't it? It is. And uh, that's what Purple is. Purple is not before. That's why it's 4th of April. 4th of April at 4 04 p.m. Universal Standard Time. Uh, it's going to be revealed to the world. And it took us a very long time because um, we did something that's, that's crazy that you're not supposed to do. You're not 
supposed to rewrite your software. It's they they say it it kills companies. Uh, smart people said that, but uh, we called our bluffs on it, and we'll see how it goes. But it's pretty freaking exciting, and so. If you go to nosbefore.com, you, you can get a little um, kind of cyberpunk style sneak peek. Yeah, but as we discussed on this very episode, over the years in Nosby, we've been doing some things that people said they were crazy or they were not really, you were not supposed to do it, or you know maybe it didn't make any sense. Um, but sometimes they do. And... Uh, and we have no idea if it works. Like we are excited and scared, <laughs> but uh, we're doing it. We're doing it because it's necessary. Um, like you said, it's uh, time for a rebirth, and that's that. It's one what it's going to be. It's not going to be a small thing. It's going to be a big, massive challenge and something that will take years forward to. Uh, go from the initial release to uh, fully realizing our vision and our designs uh, for it. But it was time, it was overdue, uh, and we saw the opportunity to start from scratch, to ditch all of the technological uh, baggage and, and technical debt that we've accumulated to... Uh, start from new assumptions about the with the new new world in mind, with everything we've learned, and with vastly superior uh, technology available to to us, and with a larger team and a smarter, more experienced team who has learned from their mistakes and their previous um, relative lack of experience uh, in making and managing big software projects and uh, so yeah that's that's what's happening in April so uh, happy birthday Nosby happy 12th birthday Nosby it's time for the bird so happy birthday Nosby and here's to another 12 <laughs>